1: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R A M P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing chumba casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere
2: Hey there, Duke fans. DBR Bites time. Little little smaller episode here for you as we preview Duke's game this weekend against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. I am Jason Evans. I'm here with my buddy Donald Wine. Donald, you ready for a little bit of revenge against the Yellow Jackets?
3: Yeah, I always like when we have uh, a chance to get some revenge. This is the first opportunity we've had uh, this year uh, to get some revenge on a team that we lost earlier in the year. So hopefully we, we bring it on Saturday.
2: There you go. All right, so uh, to preview Georgia Tech, we got to talk about what they've been doing lately and donald you're the guy who looks at the schedule i'm i'm looking at it and it looks like they've been taking a lot of l's like they beat duke and since they beat duke they've kind of sucked
3: <laughs> yeah they've gone four and five uh, since they last you know played us in atlanta on december 2nd as you mentioned i'll get into the losing streak in just a second but they had they turned right around uh, against us and after that uh, after that win over us they lost to uga by 14 um, so you can't do that to the cross to the cross state rivals there um in clean old fashioned hate. But they did then went on a win streak. They beat Alabama and AM. They went to Madison Square Garden and beat Penn State by one in overtime. I thought that was a pretty decent matchup. They then went to the instead of doing the 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 Thanksgiving holiday tournaments that a lot of teams do, they had one right before Christmas. They went to the Diamond Head Classic in Hawaii. Um, which is a great place to be for, for Christmas. And they actually did fairly well. They beat UMass, then they beat Hawaii in the first two games, but then they lost to Nevada by eight in the final. That was the start of what is currently a four-game losing by, streak. By the way, Nevada's a pretty good
2: team. I mean, there's no – Yeah, you know, and they played well, dude, in it? They played Tech, well in
3: that entire tournament.
2: Yeah, there's no shame in losing to Nevada.
3: Yeah, and they and they played well in that entire tournament, and it was one where I'm like, oh, Georgia Tech, you know – might be using this Duke victory to, to kind of boost themselves and get back into position where they're going to be pretty decent. But since then, it has kind of fallen apart from them. They've lost to Florida State by 11. They lost to Boston College by 8. And then on Tuesday, they lost to Notre Dame by 7. The problem recently is that they just haven't been hitting threes. They're not hitting free throws. They've been terrible at free, at free throws. And their defense has just been super inefficient. Those are the three main things that has kind of plagued them in these three losses in conference. And as we enter, you know, dive fully into the conference season, most of the non-conference games for teams are over. This is now an opportunity where they have to build up some intensity. They got to come to Cameron. They got to come to our gym, and they have to face a team that they've already beaten, who's eight, who's been playing. If we make no mistake, Duke is a much different team than we were on December 2nd down in Atlanta and I think this you know for for Georgia Tech fans this is probably a real cause for concern that this may kind of throw them even further uh into a spiral
2: yeah and let's get to a little bit of analytics kind of stuff on Georgia Tech because they've they've changed not a lot but they've changed a bit since Duke played them earlier this year you mentioned they're not hitting three-pointers they're 313th in the country at three-point percentage, hitting less than 30% from deep. They're, they're not hitting their free throws. They hit less than 66% of their free throws. They, they do not turn teams over at all. Literally, like, one of the lowest turnover percentages in the country. They're, they're terrible at getting steals. They give up too many three-pointers to their opposition. Uh, There's just a lot of things that Georgia Tech does that are marks of a team that is really, really inefficient. And it's gotten worse lately. You know, you pointed out they've, they've lost four games in a row. Over those four games, Georgia Tech's playing like barely a, a top 200 team in all of college basketball. And you know, granted, losses are losses, and if you're losing a lot of games, then you're probably not, you know, going to be all that good. But I mean, for Tech to be playing this poorly, it's a pretty big deal. I, I, I wish we could go back and figure out what happened in that game. I mean, it's. It's easy to blame it on Tyrese Proctor only playing like one minute. And and that very well may have been the thing that caused, you know, the 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 biggest problems for Duke was, you know, sort of the shock of losing a guy like Tyrese Proctor. But th- this Georgia Tech team does not appear to be the kind of club that should be able to stay close to Duke. I, I don't know how they did it the first time, but I certainly don't expect them to do it again.
3: And I think another thing that's kind of crept up a little bit is you mentioned. Uh, that they have not been shooting threes well. They've also been increasing the number of threes that they take. You know, before, if you take out the conference games, they're shooting about 39%, 40% of their shot attempts or three-pointers is now up to about 45%. So even that, if they're not hitting them and they're shooting more of them, that's leading to some of the inefficiency that we're seeing from their team.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, we we should highlight one or two players for people to pay attention to. You probably remember from the Duke game, there was a guy that, we had you know barely even heard of Bay Ndongo, who frankly hadn't done much of anything for Georgia Tech up until that moment. He has he, he killed Duke. He went for 21 points against us and, and was the MVP of the game. And he has been a huge part of Georgia Tech's uh, entire attack since then. He routinely is scoring in the high teens or low 20s taking a ton of shots. He's a guy who gets a, a, a tremendous number of rebounds. He's a double-double threat almost every game. This kid's just a freshman, um, and, and he is a problem. And, and you're probably going to see him largely matched up on Kyle Filipowski, and it's going to be a very interesting matchup because he is someone who's capable of, of going inside and out the same way Filipowski does. Um, and, and that could be a big key to the game. If for some reason he's able to have a big game and able to control Kyle, then you know this is a Georgia Tech thing that's not that big. And Dungo is the guy who, for the most part, it, you know, represents their size and he's easily their top rebounder. That's someone to watch out for. If Tech is going to have a chance in this game, that's the player that will
3: lead them in all likelihood. I'm curious as to how we match up and what we take from that loss back in December and apply it to this team right now. We've talked about kind of the, the guard rotation in you know, it, it feels like even though Caleb Foster has been starting these games since Tyrese Proctor has come back, their their minutes have started to get closer and closer to even, right? It was at first, you know, Caleb Foster was still getting a little bit more minutes than Tyrese Proctor. I think the last game, Tyrese Proctor had like 23 minutes and or just over 23 minutes, and Caleb Foster had just over 26 minutes. So that gap is kind of shrinking. So I'm wondering, uh, and of course, this is the game where we lost Tyrese Proctor about a minute into the game. So we didn't really get a full Georgia Tech game with Tyrese Proctor at the helm. I wonder if we see more Tyrese Proctor in this game to kind of match up and kind of defend some of the three-point shooting that hopefully will continue to be cold for Georgia Tech.
2: Yeah, I think it's entirely possible that you're going to see that. And I think Duke's going to try and take advantage of their height against Georgia Tech. As I mentioned, Tech's just not that big of a team. Um, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. They, they've got a lot of guys who are medium-sized. They don't have anyone who's really small. But they don't have like – this is not a team that's going to roll out there with a bunch of 7 foot. They don't have anybody on the roster who's seven feet. They don't really have anybody who's even 6'10". But they got a lot, got a lot of guys between like 6'7 and 6'9". But I think that Duke – you may see Duke try and take advantage of them a little bit. I'm really I'm, – I'm going to be intrigued to see if Duke tries to use that uh, Kyle Filipowski, Ryan Young lineup together. I think that's something that could present real problems for Georgia Tech because, you know, if you get a smaller guy who has to try and guard Kyle Filipowski, that's always difficult for them. And then the the other thing about Tech is, this is a game where they have to go on the road, and Georgia Tech has been really really bad on the road. That their only road victory is a game they won against Hawaii. Hawaii's you know frankly not that good uh, of a team. They they've won some neutral games. So I'm talking about true road games. You, you already mentioned the, the game they played at Georgia and they lost by fourteen. They played Cincinnati. They lost by like thirty plus. Um. Uh, you know, the other road games they played at Florida State, they lost by 11. This is a Georgia Tech team that for the most part is unable to even stay competitive when they play road games. We know how good Duke is in Cameron, and I just feel like it is very unlikely that Tech's going to be able to, to, you know, they're not going to shoot. You always shoot worse away from home. The opposing team always shoots a little bit better. Ken Pomeroy at the moment projects Duke to win this game by 18 points. 82 to 64 you know i don't want to go ahead and project duke's going to win by 20 plus but if you ask me to pick a number my number is more than 20.
3: i will say the the you know greatest x factor that we have is that the students it's the first game since the students have returned to campus for uh, uh from winter break so oh, that's a great point yeah they're going to be back uh you know i know they just celebrated the the hundredth the, the start of the centennial uh, duke centennial in camera yesterday so everyone's jazzed up they're ready to go and the fact that the students are gonna be back, that's gonna be a huge boost uh, to to the noise level. Uh, and I think that's going to also kind of take Georgia Tech out of it.
2: All right, Donald, with that, we're gonna put Georgia Tech aside. Take a quick break on the other side. One of the burning questions. We've had more people asking us about this than just about anything lately. We're gonna give you the answer. What is going on with Christian Reeves? That story in just a moment. Increasing with the improving weather and more daylight, there's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist can help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online and it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, Suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional
3: licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit betterhelp.com Duke Roundup today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h-e-l p dot slash Duke Roundup.
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW group We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Without the ones like you
1: who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
2: Down we're back from the break, and as I teased before we went to the break, we've had a lot of emailers. There are a lot of people on the Duke Basketball Report forums who've been asking and wondering, is Christian Reeves going to come back? You know, th- this injury he had didn't look that bad. Why are we not seeing anything from Christian Reeves? A- and, and I want to be clear that we have nothing definitive from the Duke program. No one, has, no one official has said anything about Christian Reeves' status but he ain't been dressing for games. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and he's been he's been seen in and out of a boot numerous times. What what I've heard from some sources is that Christian Reeves probably needs surgery and that he is probably going to end up taking this year as a redshirt. He had only played in 3 games so far. That is well below the threshold of games that you can play in to to still to to have it not count as a season, according to the NCAA. And, uh, I don't believe, I haven't heard that he has had surgery yet, but it's my understanding that at some point, you know, they'll, the doctors will reach the point where they go, yeah, Christian, it's probably time now, you know, we're at the point where you need to have the surgery on the foot rest up and, and prepare for next year. We're probably not going to see. My bet is we're not going to see anything from Christian Reeves for the rest of this season.
3: Yeah. And that tracks with what I had been hearing the, you know, the internet streets had been, kind of talking about what is going on with his foot and when we could expect him to come back. And, you know, I think if that is the case, then this is, uh, make no mistake, being injured is not a good thing, but it's a good thing as far as the rest of his career. Take care of the the problem now. You know, it's clear that we have a, a, you know, a front court rotation that is clearly capable of handling themselves in the absence of Christian Reeves. But take care of the problem now, make sure that he's fully healthy, just like we've seen, you know, we've seen some guys that took the off season and do it. If you kind of maybe do it now, you get a boost. And maybe he's back in time for those summer workouts to be able to really uh, get back to it where he's 100 percent by the start of next season. Because, I, I mean, look, when you have a seven footer on your staff, in your roster, you want to you want to get them to the game uh, if they're capable, uh, because you can't teach height. That's one thing you, you can find them. They don't grow in trees. And when you find them, you got to collect them. But when it comes to Christian Reeves, that foot or the ankle, whatever has been bothering him is it feels like his load bearing. And when you're when you're that big and that tall, having a load bearing injury really, really hurts. So I and I know that firsthand. So I hopefully everything goes well if it is a surgery. Um and if it's even if it's rehab, I hope that progresses as as nicely as it possibly can so that he is 100 percent coming back. I don't necessarily, you know, care that he's back quickly. I want him to be back healthy, uh just like everyone else who gets hurt. So uh, best wishes to him, and, and hopefully, uh, if we don't see him soon, hopefully we see him at 100% uh, whenever he's back.
2: Yeah, hey, Donna, one last thing I wanted to mention very, very quickly, just for folks to be on the lookout for this. Uh, over the weekend, this coming weekend, there's a, like a, the, the Hoop Hall Classic is a big high school basketball tournament kind of thing, and uh, one of the players that will be participating in it is Long Island Lutheran star V.J. Edgecombe. We've talked about VJ before on the Duke Basketball Roundup. He is a, uh, a wing prospect considered one of the top five players in the class, a, a, you know an outstanding high school prospect. And he has a final three, and that's Baylor, Kentucky, and Duke. And there's a lot of speculation that we could see a commitment from VJ Edgecombe this weekend at this Hoop Hall Classic. And it is worth noting that the Duke coaches are planning John Shire is planning to be in attendance at this event. Now, I'm sure he's going to be scouting other players. I'm sure he's going to be doing a lot of different things that coaches are allowed to do. And I'm sure he's also going to be there to see if VJ says the right words when and if he decides to make his commitment this weekend. It would be a very, very big deal for Duke. This, is, this guy is a rare athletic and skilled talent. Um, I don't have any specific intel. I will tell you that most of the folks, in fact, all the folks who've made predictions about V.J. Edgecombe say that he's going to pick Duke. It would be outrageous to even think of adding him to what is already far and away the number one class in the land. But if you had to make a guess right now, your guess would be that V.J. Edgecombe is going to be headed to Durham. We will see in the next few days. But, I mean, John Shire recruiting
3: seems like a natural match. That would be fun that would be fun to have him, uh alongside the others. And even the guys that uh, are coming back next year that, that just, again, we talk about the word expectations. They just keep going up and up and up. So uh, I, I hope he wants to be a part of that and hope he wants to come to Durham and wear that Duke blue. Well, I guess we'll find out this weekend.
2: Yeah. Uh, by the way, um I've seen a number of folks comparing, if you want to compare some, you want to know what BJ Edgecombe is like. I've seen a number of folks say he's sort of a slightly more skilled Cassius Stanley. I'm like, are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> he,
3: he was very good. And if he can jump as high as Cassius Stanley, yeah. then we may need to consider rebuilding Cameron because the, the, the ceiling's too low.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to wrap it up here on the latest edition of the Duke Basketball Roundup. A DBR Bites for you. I hope you got enough of a meal out of this tiny little sandwich. He is Donald. I am Jason. We'll be back right after the game against Georgia Tech. Until then... Duke Band, play us out and
0: take us home.